How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud post-game podcast for the playoffs. Kings win, I'm super excited to say, 6-2 against the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center. It is not only the first time that these Kings have won against Chicago at the United Center, but it's the first time a Kings team has ever won against the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center, which is pretty huge. They had an amazing third period to come back and win. I... Personally, like weirdly, I had a great feeling about this game, but still, I don't think I could have predicted six unanswered goals. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, after the end of our podcast last week, you and I talked, and I was like, okay, bold prediction. I'm going to say that the Kings win 4-2. And at that point, I was like, that's like that's reaching. Um, <laughs> but I guess I didn't reach far enough because it ended up being 6-2. But uh, in times like this, I can't help but... I, I don't think we've ever talked about it here, how much we love that P.K. Subban quote about hearing the cheers in, you know, the TD Garden for his example and, like, wanting to take that away from them. The deafening silence that came after King's goals was beautiful. Yeah, lovely. I loved it a lot. So, and the fact that we heard it six times in a row. I, yeah, I think in particular because the last couple of seasons, the only time the Kings have won in the United Center, it was a very close game, all game. Like, there was scoring back and forth up until the end. So this is the first time in the last couple seasons anyway, and this is including regular season and playoff games, where it has been like this, where the Kings have had any opportunity to actually change that the atmosphere of the United Center. And at first, they were down to zero until very late in the second period. So it seemed like, all right, maybe this is another one that the Kings will let slip away. But they turned it around, and it was so awesome to see. It made me just, like, unbelievably excited. Like, the fact that I saw empty seats before the game was over was phenomenal and i guess people leaving early that's the best (laughs) um i love that the kings have done that for every series now like they did it for game you know game seven of the shark series uh same with the ducks and now game two the blackhawks beautiful remember last season when it seemed like such a struggle for the kings to win on the road no more of that a lot closer to 2012 where they were like an amazing road team they're not obviously quite as amazing because again that run it was insane, but they are back to being a team that can go into tough buildings and win on the road. They have now proved it in all three series. It would be nice if they didn't really put themselves in a position where they had to win another game seven, but um, at least now they've proven to fans and to themselves that they can go into the United Center and get it done, and hopefully they will only have to do it like one more time if we are super lucky. And, I mean, the Kings, you know, six unanswered goals, and no, in no small part thanks to uh, Jeff Carter. What a beautiful human being, Jeff Carter. That line was probably the most exciting line for the Kings in game one, and then that continued in this game. They were awesome, and they found the back of the net a lot, (laughs) and it was great. Um, Jeff Carter had 
of course, he had three goals, of course. One was a power play goal, and initially they had given it to Drew Doughty, but it hit Carter's, the shaft of his stick on the way into the net. He had a two-on-one with him and Toffoli, and he decided not to pass it. He shot it, and his stick hit Oduya's, I believe, but I don't know if it deflected the puck or whatever at all. But the point is, it went in, and then he had the empty net goal. And weirdly, actually, it's the empty net goal that's probably the most ridiculous of all of them because he breaks up a play along the boards between some Blackhawks, and it kind of bobbles a little bit. Uh, one other king touches it. I forget exactly who. And then maybe Justin Williams. And it comes back to Carter again. And then he shoots it from literally the center line, and it bounces <laughs> down into the empty net. I mean, it's Jeff Carter. Of course it's going in. So it it was nice. I, the second, the first time that he broke up a play in the neutral zone, I was like, all right, Jeff Carter is getting this empty net goal. And then when he broke up, uh, like the Blackhawks got it back. And then when he broke up, broke it up the second time, I was like, oh, that's going in. And it did. And it was beautiful. And watching people immediately get up to leave was just kind of like icing on the cake there. Weirdly, I i mean, as I tweeted, I missed the first period of this game and then a huge chunk of the second period because I wasn't home from working yet. And people seemed really upset because of how the, the first period went and whatnot and the Kings being very undisciplined. But what I like when I was glancing at Twitter, like before I left work and then when I was at the post office at one point, from the way that Twitter was talking about it, it sort of seemed that the Kings were just playing terrible the whole time. And then I was kind of surprised when I came into the game and then started to check like extra skater and stuff and seeing the Kings like, yeah, they were undisciplined, but at five on five, they had done pretty well. Like they were never grossly outshot in this game. They never really even trailed in shot attempts in this game. So it was, it shouldn't have been as surprising as it was to see that once they stopped taking as many penalties in the second period and in the third period that they could turn it around because I think they were always right there, like with the ability to take this game in hand uh, and all they needed to do was stay out of the box and luckily for the last like 40 minutes they were a lot better about doing that yeah yeah despite uh, like the what the numbers say like actually watching it because like after the fact it's you know you can look at the numbers and kind of like take a step back being like you know i guess it wasn't as bad as you thought but just like the optics as you were watching it seemed like the kings just could not sustain any pressure and it was always in their zone um, but in the end, it you know obviously wasn't bad. The two goals that they gave up to Chicago weren't the best, but um, the six goals after that can't really complain. There, <laughs> their first goal to make it two one very late in the second period, um, Justin Williams got, and it was the goal itself was kind of weird because it sort of hits Justin Williams skate and goes past Crawford, so it's not like a crazy impressive goal or anything like that. It's very dirty, but. The shift, like even no matter how that goal looks, if it looks a little fluky or whatever, because it's like such a slow little kind of bobble, like the shift itself, Mike Richards did great work to get that puck in front of the net. Like first, um, Justin Williams sort of passes it to him so that they enter the zone controlling and he shoots it to Dwight King, who is unable to get to it because he gets tangled up with a Blackhawks player and they kind of head into the corner together. Mike Richards recovers that puck himself and then passes it to 
Justin Williams or, you know, passes into the slot and then Justin Williams kind of hits around at it and it eventually goes in. Like, Mike Richards' work, I have to say, I have to give him full credit because he hustled a lot on that play. And it ended up working to get the Kings on the board and we didn't know it at the time, but helped them, you know, turn the game around. Um, I like that it's taken Mike Richards 82 regular season games and a couple of, like, a season or a series and a half of playoff games to really (laughs) get going. Way to be awesome all of a sudden, Mike Richards. Now, I guess now is the time, but also those past 82 games were infuriating. Right, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like, he was kind of nowhere. And then in Game 7, I think of the Shark series, he was really great. He had like eight shots on goals or something entirely ridiculous. And then he was kind of, he was pretty good um, in the Ducks series. He was never like awful. But there were a couple games, again, particularly Game 7, where he was fantastic. And then in this series, he's, I think, done some really good things. He was great in Game 1, even though he didn't get any points. And in this game, he had that great effort to sort of get it going. The Kings also themselves credited Jonathan Quick with a save on Seabrook. There was a two-on-one that Chicago Blackhawks took. Seabrook had a shot, and Quick made an awesome save on it. And for them, they said that that was a big momentum changer, and they were able to, you know, really build off of that. I also, oh, another thing that was pointed out in the broadcast on their tying goal, the tying goal that was shot from Dowdy that Carter tipped, is... One thing that they changed was they had two players in the slot. They had both Carter and Kopitar in front of the net to get more uh, to get more traffic in front of Crawford. And that was something that they hadn't been doing very much at all in the game, not even just on the power play, but like in the game was getting a bunch of traffic around him. And so they finally do and they get a goal from it. And so now it's a whole new game. So I, I, I'm really glad that they paid attention to little things like that and like made the tweaks that they needed to and that certain players like Mike Richards were able to get it going and, you know, it eventually turned in the Kings favor. I'm just like still delighted that they scored six goals. And also, you know what's crazy about them scoring six goals? Is it the third time they've done it in these playoffs? <laughs> That's insane. I think the words you're looking for is offensive juggernaut, the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> you know, that I mean, phrase that everyone uh, just roll it just rolls off the tip of your tongue. Who could have guessed? The Kings were one goal away from basically making it like the mirror image of what happened with the Sharks, where... They went up 2 nothing, and then were completely slaughtered 7-2 by the end of the game. It was a little different because Chicago looked actually very good on the two goals that they got, unlike the Kings, who both of those goals seemed really lucky. But it was so close to being pretty much the same <laughs> overall. I bet you it's like one of those things where, you know, obviously this was a very good result, but it's one of those like being hard on yourselves, like, man, why didn't we get another goal? Like, shit. Why couldn't we just got the seventh one? If only one of Marion Gabrick's like great shots had gone in. Wait, I don't know why I'm not yelling about this. Why didn't Jeff Carter get a stroke job? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why couldn't your fourth point have just been a fourth goal, Jeff Carter? Try harder next time. Get it together. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so, but yeah, so the Kings are, you know, in of the playoff teams, leading them with uh, 3.25 goals per game. That's insanity that they are dominating that way because it's the Kings. This just like entire postseason did not really end up like, I don't think any of us expected. Everyone's like, 2-1 games, sounds good. Let's get ready for it. Okay, fine. 6-2 games. What is this? I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's just totally different from what you expected. 
Yeah, it, it's insane. Um, their power play has actually been, like, they didn't get a power play goal in the first game, and they struggled with their first opportunity in this game, but they actually had a pretty strong penalty kill early in the game, because the Blackhawks came out on the first shift, and Hosa and Taves, like, that line put Kopitar and Gabrick and Dowdy was out with them on their heels in the first shift. And then the the Blackhawks took those penalties and the Blackhawks had, or I'm sorry, the Kings took penalties. The Blackhawks had a five on three opportunity. Kings killed that off. Um, the Blackhawks did capitalize on one power play, but then the Kings later, you know, in the, in the third period, capitalized on two power play goals. They capitalized on two of four opportunities with a total of five shots on goal from all of those opportunities. Wow. (laughs) They've been clicking when it really counts, and that's awesome. Also, a fun thing is, in the playoffs, they continue to maintain their record of leading after two periods. You know who can't say that? The Chicago Blackhawks. I I, love this game. I watched it in a bar, and it was fantastic. Love celebrating the Kings scoring goals. I still... it's been happening, obviously, for like throughout the series, or not this series, but throughout this postseason, and I'm still not used to it. Um, but I could get used to this. I like this. Yeah. I'm fine for I this to continue. I also want Jake Muzzin to score like a million more goals, um, just for the fact that his, like, I did not expect his like crazy screaming face to be something that would be near and dear to my heart, but it is. He did that last series, too. I think it was last series, right? Yeah, he no, had... absolutely. He had the one goal and just let out, like, a huge <laughs> yeah. kind of, like, warrior-like scream with, like, red face to match. And I love it. <laughs> I want more of it. All of a sudden, he turns into, like, Braveheart. <laughs> he feels very intense about his goals, okay? I-, I feel like nobody looks more surprised and excited about their goals than Jake Musson. <laughs> Because Jake, I guess he's used to getting his shots blocked. He he has the eyebrows. He's always going to look surprised. It's just a matter <laughs> so of true. fact. I like this trend, too, of him like having some ridiculous blunder in a game and then following it up by scoring in the next game. Fine. That's If you want to make up for things like that, go ahead. If I'm you want to just, just cut out the blunders. Just, just yeah. stick with the goals. <laughs> yeah, just score the goals. <laughs> that would be ideal. But yeah. I'm excited to, for them to come back to the Staples Center. Obviously, they do a little bit better, I think, at home. Um, at least it feels like it. And hopefully, it's not like the Duck Series here. But uh, once again, they've got a couple of days rest, which is very weird. And I think the players themselves have mentioned, like, yeah, we'd rather just play every other day. It's got, like, a good rhythm to it. But um, alas. So instead, they'll be playing Saturday um, at home. And I'm really excited to see. Uh, I mean, momentum. I don't really believe in momentum between games. Um, personally, but I'm st- I still think like it at least boosts their confidence. So I'm excited to see what happens on Saturday. Yeah, Dustin Brown had that great quote after the game, basically saying that it kind of felt like you know, they've slayed a mythical dragon by just you know proving to themselves that they could win against the Chicago Blackhawks. And like I said last podcast, I have no doubts about their ability to do it, but I think as we've seen over the last two post or last two seasons, not just the postseason, but in the regular seasons as well, that the they it seemed like they started to get in their own head a little bit about being able to beat the Blackhawks. Like I felt like that, that whole first period, like why are you taking this many penalties? You don't need to. Um I feel like they got really good at sort of shooting themselves in the foot against the Blackhawks and hopefully if there if there's any momentum to be carried over from it, I hope it's like you said, the confidence thing. 
I feel like Dustin Brown was just been like marathoning Game of Thrones or something like that, and was like, "Yeah, we slayed a mythical dragon." Like, <laughs> yeah. why? Why is that a thing that's in your brain? Or he's watching like The Hobbit or like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or you know he's got some time on his hands with this like whole break, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like we've slayed a mythical dragon." Okay, sure, <laughs> totally. Yeah, the kings they felt like dwarves and hobbits, and the Blackhawks were Smaug, and they had to do something about it. <laughs> Finally, they have. Let's see if it can continue. I approve of this. Uh, We haven't talked about, and we absolutely have to talk about, Tyler Toffoli's goal. Oh, yeah, of course. We need to yell about Tyler Toffoli. That was, okay. This made me really happy, just because I thought it was going to be, like, another one of, uh, sort of of Detroit, but just one of those, like, oh, it's off the netting, but not really. Um, But the fact that it didn't even hit the netting, but everyone just decided to stop, even though not a single whistle blew, was lovely. And the fact that... Uh, the Jeff Carter's hustle, Tanner Pearson being like, hey, nothing's happening. Like, no whistle has been blown. I'm just going to toss this back to you, Tyler Toffoli, who I know will be there. And Tyler Toffoli just, like, burying it. Uh, that was that's that was my favorite goal of this game. It was perfect. And I loved seeing that from Pearson because it's like, that's exactly what you should do. Even if you're not sure whether or not that puck hit the netting, just make the play anyway, just in case. Because what if it's a good goal? <laughs> Can we talk about how... You know, this time last year, Tanner Pearson was, like, just standing on the sideboards. Like, he was supposed to be playing, but he was just standing on the sideboards, like, watching play happen and not being uh, a significant member of the team at the time um, to where he is at this moment, which is uh, beautiful. He has been great in this postseason. That them together, they've uh, Tyler Defoe and Tanner Pearson have been great in this postseason, and I'm excited. Tyler Defoe obviously played a number of games with the Kings during the 2013 postseason. Um, He is a little bit of a Blackhawks killer. I mean, I think it's fair to say at this point, since he has scored on them again, he has nine points, five goals, four assists in 10 games against the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, the Kings have not won most of those games, (laughs) but Tyler DeFoley is putting in work in pretty much all of them. And we just want Tyler DeFoley to have nice things all the time. Um, we're starting to talk about it more on the podcast, but the amount that we kind of talk about Tyler Toffoli off the podcast is horrible. Or it's he's great because so he's good. he's fantastic. He's so great. So we're really excited to see. I hope this is his series to shine. If he really is the Blackhawks killer, then uh, hat trick Jeff Carter this time. Let's have a hat trick for Tyler Toffoli at home. <laughs> Let's just keep it rolling. Everybody because now why bother being conservative about my guesses? Like forget a four or two next, you know, game. <laughs> like I predicted at the end of, uh, the last or the game on, uh, Sunday, I'm just going to say, all right, cool. Tyler Toffoli hat trick Saturday. <laughs> See you there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. I love, I love watching Tyler Toffoli. And I think, Seeing him and Pearson together and bringing their chemistry from the AHL to the NHL level has worked out really well. Also, like, they're just good. They're just good together. And it makes me very excited because they're so young. And it means they will potentially be with the Kings doing these great things for a while. I am just so delighted watching them. I'm also delighted to see Jeff Carter be as awesome as he is because on that goal, that's, oh, that was a thing. That's probably even more than the goal that Jeff Carter scored or either, or any of the goals that he scored. My favorite thing that he did tonight was actually before that Toffoli goal, the only reason they made it into the offensive zone is because Jeff Carter got a hold of that puck and then carried it from the defensive zone to the 
offensive zone with control, got a shot off, and then it hit Corey Crawford in the pads and popped up. Like, that was all Jeff Carter. Just being amazing all over the ice, actually. And then the two rookies come in and make something that people think might be dead and turn it into an opportunity that helps extend the Kings' lead. Like, that was beautiful all around. He's just so good with the puck, and he's so fast. And it's nice that he can kind of, like, really... Like, he's always used his speed, of course, but with, like, Tyler Toffoli and Tanner Pearson on his wings, uh, he's been kind of been able to utilize his speed even more because he knows someone will be there to kind of, you know, pick up anything that he's left behind. And it kind of just reminds me of that goal that he scored against John Gibson in the uh, Anaheim series where he literally just, like, puts a hand out against... I don't remember, maybe it was Lindholm, like whoever it was that was like trying to defend him and he was just like, nope, not happening. And just yeah, kind I think of, it was Lindholm. Uh, outskates everyone uh, to score a goal. And the fact that like, we all know that Jeff Carter has like an amazing wrist shot. And so, you know, even if he's on it, like he, the two on one that he was on with, or he was on with Toffoli, you know, obviously he shot that goal. But the fact that he is also making great plays. Like, he's just kind of the full package right now is delightful. I feel like his game as a defensive player was always a little bit underrated, but I think you can't also count out the fact that it has definitely also improved um, being on the Kings. And I'm glad that that continues to be true, especially if it seems like this line is going to work and they need to keep Jeff Carter at center. It's awesome to see him sort of still be able to score those awesome, like, sniper-type goals, but also find a way to really drive play and help uh, his two wingers, who are both very fast, very efficient scorers, continue to do what they need to do as well. Like, it's it's just great. Hey, the Kings team is pretty great, don't you think? I love them. They're pretty, they're yeah. pretty swell. This is a good game. What a a Wednesday. How fantastic. So, yeah, I feel really good. I I mean, I feel like I could go on about this game a lot because it it turned out so nicely for the Kings, but we should probably wrap it up. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there any other sort of final thought that you have before we get out of here and wait till game three? Not really. I love that Jeff Carter had a hat trick, and that meant that he had to give a lot of interviews and that he was looking good with his beard and no teeth. (laughs) Always a delightful prospect prospect for me personally as well as jonathan quick looking like a fidgety teenager (laughs) always forever uh yeah the post-game presser with carter and quick that was that was pretty fun because jonathan quick is like the best at looking like a totally distracted child i always think that he's just like he's like someone on my mock trial team (laughs) he just doesn't really want to be there but he'll sit here until you let him go yeah pretty much it was it was swell (laughs) Feeling good about the Kings, feeling good about Saturday. Uh, Hopefully this continues and we can continue to be happy about them uh, scoring multitudes of goals. Not just one, not just two, but six. Against the Blackhawks. Let's bring a lot more goals, Kings. Let's keep it up. They've done really well so far. And this one, it didn't even take them, you know, they didn't even get down in a crazy hole this time. They tied up the series. That's pretty great. So until game three, everybody, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. And have a lovely couple days. Goodbye. Bye, all.